Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Hello, everyone. I have Liz Watkins here. She was a softball player. Um, She's from Midwest City, uh, Oklahoma. She went to Carl Albert High School, which um, we actually played against each other in high school. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she graduated from the University of Iowa in the Big Ten uh, with a bachelor's degree in health and human physiology health studies in 2020. And then she graduated again from Oklahoma State University with a master's in healthcare administration in 2021. Um, she's currently working at Stillwater Medical Medical Center Hospital in Stillwater, Oklahoma. She's happily married to her high school sweetheart. Okay, so you mentioned your degree is all healthcare, and I was just wondering if you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete. Yeah, so actually, um, I think I would have. Um, and the reason for this is uh, I'm not, I might be speaking to some players out there, some people who experience this as well, but I wanted to be a perfectionist. And I remember ever since I was little, um, I wanted to be a doctor. And so I would tell myself, you know, I want to be a doctor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take these steps. I was a really big planner. I still am. <laughs> and Um, honestly, uh, I would strive for perfection. And so I ended up going into college and thinking, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to do this. But I wasn't ready for the disappointment, I guess you could say that would come with that, because I had a hard time balancing my academics with my athletics and trying to get enough sleep and your nutrition and everything that's involved with the game. It's a literal job. And that's the one thing I think that if I could take back anything that I decided, I guess, to do, um, I would say that I would probably want to look more towards being okay with just doing the route that I actually ended up taking. Um, it's crazy, but I truly enjoy helping people. And so I didn't really realize that I could play to those strengths by not being a doctor. And there's so many other aspects around healthcare that you can do. I mean, you don't have to just be a nurse or a doctor. You can do healthcare administration, which I just got my master's in. You can work for nonprofit hospitals or nonprofit um, organizations. I mean, and, and truly have that outreach with people through that way. There's so many other things in healthcare, I feel like that you could do. And I just, I'm thankful that God guided me the way that I ended up going, (laughs) I guess you could say. Yeah. So that's, I think if I could go back, I wish I could tell myself that, you know, it's okay to not be a perfectionist and do the exact degree that you wanted to do. Like, (laughs) yes, there's so many other things that you can open your eyes to open your mind to, and you might end up actually enjoying them more. So. Yeah. So almost everyone that I've talked to has said almost the same thing as you, like, yeah, I would have done a different degree, but I'm so glad that my, my schedule, my softball schedule or my, my athletic schedule led me to what I'm doing because I actually feel like it's a blessing in disguise. Um, It is hundred (laughs) percent. 
<laughs> yeah, something that works better for you than you didn't think that it it was going to. Like, um, I I probably would have done engineering if I wasn't an athlete, and I I realized I probably I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as I thought it would have. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so speaking of, um, academics, so you were a transfer student athlete. So can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Okay. So I played my freshman year at Marshall university in conference USA. I think they're actually moving to a new conference now, but, um, anyway, so yeah, my freshman year, um, I did great. So I was named to the all freshman team for conference USA, um, we were Conference USA regular team champions, and then we ended up going to the um, conference championship as well. Um, but after my freshman year, my coaches, uh, which I dearly still love with all my heart, they're actually coaching at uh, the Indiana University, and it's Coach Stanton, uh, Shauna Bell, and Coach Fern. And so <laughs> they ended up going to Indiana, and this was a time whenever the portal was not available. Um, so... That made it extremely hard on me. Um, so I was there for my coaches. I loved the university. Marshall University was amazing. Um, there were some true people there and true teammates and friends that I will have memories and cherish those memories for the rest of my life with. Um, I still reach out to them, too. Um, but I tried to transfer to Indiana to go with um, those my coaches that were at Marshall, and I actually was blocked um, <laughs> from what? going to Indiana. Yeah, for at least a year or two, and then I was blocked from all Conference USA colleges and um, Kentucky University in Ohio. I specifically remember Ohio University, um, the Bobcats, but. Yeah, so this was before the portal happened, and those laws, they could do that legally. <laughs> so what does so, that mean you were blocked? So I was told that I could not transfer there, like within the conference. And I do know that this happened w to another player um, from another university in Oklahoma that uh, it happened to them too. So it was interesting because that was legal at the time, but now, you know, you enter the portal and you basically can go wherever you want, but. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. So it was pretty rough. Um, I was pretty destroyed already because I had a coach coming in that I didn't know um, who coached there for a year at Marshall and then ended up leaving, I think. And then another one came in and after all this had happened, I started doing um, outreach to colleges, a lot of them. And um, I ended up getting a response back from Iowa University. And I think Mississippi State, I believe, reached out to me, but it was after I already committed to Iowa. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a very long and hard journey and heart wrenching. And um, I just didn't understand why it happened, but it did. <laughs> and so you have to, you know, kind of uh, make lemonade if you're giving lemons. So <laughs> yeah. And, um, I ended up transferring to Iowa and, um, I had those coaches for a year, my sophomore year, and they ended up, um, not returning. So again, I had another, um, unfortunately another change of coaches. And so I had three sets of coaches throughout my college career, which was really, really tough. Um, the mental health side of that for me was excruciating. I'm not going to lie because, you know, you're told that 
you know, when you get to college, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be able to do great. And I love these coaches, which I love. I still do love the coaches that are at Indiana University very, very much. It was unfortunate how that had to happen. Um, and it was not very fair to anybody. And um, whenever this happened, um, you have to learn how to trust your coaches and you have to learn how to trust teammates all over again, because when those coaches come in, you know, they're bringing in new players that you don't even know. The whole dynamic of the team is completely changing. You literally have to learn how to adapt and survive. <laughs> and so that was really, really hard. I, I don't know if anybody else out there has had this experience with transferring or, you know, had a really hard time learning how to adjust again. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a very unique experience, Emily, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can't imagine having a coaching switch because I feel like a lot of being recruiting, a lot of the recruiting process, um, sorry, it was about the coaches. And I just feel really lucky that I had really good coaches all four years and I had consistency in my coaching. So I, I can't even imagine what it's like having that coaching switch. Oh, yeah. You get one foot down and you're like, all right, great. I'm working on this with this coach. And then the next one's come in next year. And then you're like, where are we even beginning again? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was really tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and during your your athletic career, um, you've mentioned this to me before your your before we got on here. Um, can you talk about your injuries um, from start to finish? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, my, I believe it was my senior year in high school. Um, I ended up actually having elbow surgery. Um, I had a, I think it was a three centimeter long bone spur in my left elbow. And I think it was from catching and framing and hitting. And so I had to get that removed right before I was going to go into college. Um, that was, tough. I was like, okay, so we're going to have to get ready and (laughs) you're going to have to work really, really hard after post, you know, post-op to get back to play to where you can even compete with these girls in college because they're already better than you, you know, because they've had so much more experience. And um, so that was my senior year in high school. Uh, My freshman year uh, in the fall, I started having severe feet pain. It was just specifically in my right foot. And I thought that the doctors had thought it was turf toe. And I kind of did too for a while, but it got to the point when I would squat down, like my leg would literally start like shaking uncontrollably. It was crazy. And here I am as a catcher and I'm like, what am I going to do? And so um, I ended up actually having an, it, it was called an experimental surgery, but what they were doing was just going in to see if something was really wrong. And when they went in, um, I had a, excuse me if I say this wrong, it's kind of hard, but bipartite bipartite sesamoid bone in the bottom of my foot and it had fragmented like into little tiny pieces the whole bone was and they had to pull it out in pieces <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so, so that's like almost like an unexpected surgery yeah exactly and so I was very thankful that I think his name is Dr. Jasko at Marshall University was able to get that out of my foot and it was a complete like after you know I had to learn how to like walk again properly on it but after that had been removed, all those symptoms were just gone. And it was amazing. And so the unfortunate side of that was I was a freshman and I felt like I hadn't really had a chance to prove what I was made of my whole entire fall semester because I was in pain. And 
then comes the season. And I really do think that God was with me because I'd already been through two injuries. I mean, before my even my season even started (laughs) and um, I actually ended up battling my way through to a starting position and it wasn't as a catcher, which was honestly for me amazing uh, because it helped me uh, not have to use my feet as much, but I became a first baseman for Marshall and I absolutely loved it. Oh my gosh. I can remember being taught that position <laughs> and coach Fern telling me, you got to move your feet. You got to be light <laughs> on your feet. You got to do this. And I'm like, coach Fern. Okay. I got this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shout out to her for really helping me along the way. I truly appreciate all of them. Um, but yeah. And then, so fast forward to my senior year in college at the university of Iowa, So the year before I had had some feet pain, like my junior year, but I didn't think much of it. I was kind of nervous because I was like, it could be that. But um, my senior year, it got extremely bad. Uh, My senior fall semester, ironically, again, (laughs) um, I ended up actually um, having bone spurs after they did an ultrasound on the bottom of my foot to see what was wrong with it on both of my heels. I got diagnosed with the first one in the fall was on my right foot. And then I had surgery to remove it for a debridement. Um, And then uh, I think it was February after we did our spring training in Florida. And we did like this run on the beach. And oh my gosh, I was barefoot. And I remember the sand was so hard. It felt like I was running on bricks. And it felt like I had a ball in the bottom of my um, heel. And so and it was in both feet. So I got really worried. And we were at practice. And I was catching. And I told my coach at the end, I just broke down and cried to her, which I think everybody, you know, sometimes you just got to cry. Yeah. (laughs) And your coaches will be there to listen. You just got to open up about it. And so I opened up to her about how bad it was really hurting, even though I was going through physical therapy with my trainer, gosh, at least two to three times a week. Um, And she was like, something's wrong. And so she actually recommended to my trainer that I go see the sports med doctors at Iowa. And um, he did the ultrasound and diagnosed me with um, bone recurring bone spurs in my heel. And then he t- took a look at my left one because I told him it started to hurt. And he also diagnosed me with the same thing. So I have it in both feet. Um, I just, it was gut-wrenching um, because during that visit, I was also told that there was nothing that he could do for me. And I remember sitting there and I looked at my my trainer that was in the room with me and I asked her I was like is is this what I think it is and she's like well do you think it what are you thinking and I was like I I am in so much pain like he can't help me you know and so she opened up to me about like you know I think you need to make a decision for yourself and you need to do what's best for you and I'm here to highlight that too because I'm very thankful that somebody was very real with me in that moment and raw in that in that room because I honestly, I'm a very strong person and I probably would have told myself, just keep going, ignore it, just keep going. And I was thankful in the moment that somebody was like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay for you to take a step back for a minute and make a decision and breathe and you need to make a decision that's best for you. And I truly want all of that to like, (laughs) I wish that for every athlete that's going through injuries and what ended up happening is I came back to practice the next day and I had to talk in front of the entire team. And I told them that unfortunately I was not going to be able to continue the season. 
uh, due to my foot injury. And I also got another diagnosis in my other foot and um, it's going to affect me for the rest of my life and still does today, actually. Um, And so I wish that like for any athlete that's going through injuries that they open up about it and, and be real with it and, and just say, Hey, I'm not having a good day. Like, you know, um, about like, cause it's more than just physical injuries, it's mental too. And so when that happened and I quit, I ended up quitting the season. I ended up being kind of like a grad assistant. I would help out with the team and travel with them and just be kind of like, um, there to support and pick up balls and obviously be their support. I was their biggest fan, <laughs> um, yeah. even though I couldn't do anything. Um, but then COVID hit. And so, I don't know. I think COVID in a way kind of saved me from more mental hurt. Um, cause I wanted to give back to the game and be there for that team. I really did. But at the same time, it was horrible, like having to go and see them and they're happy playing and, you know, they put on this face that they're happy and stuff. But at the end of the day, I wasn't, you know, so I was like, maybe COVID did save me from a decision that I should have made for myself. So injuries are never easy. Um, I think that it's, like I said earlier, a mental struggle. And I think that you need to take care of yourself and understand that your teammates do care for you. And just because they're not acknowledging that you have an injury in that moment, I promise you, they're probably thinking about you on the back end. So yeah, because the pandemic, it it was horrible in a lot of ways, but it also helped a lot of people. Oh, um, yeah. And for you, it helped for you, like, come to terms with the end of your playing career. Yes, it did. 100%. Um, yeah, so that's that's quite a lot of, um, quite a long journey with your injuries, and I'm sorry to hear all that, but... Um, um, what was your, so what was your transition out of playing sports like and what was your newfound free time like? So after, um, I think we talked about this earlier too, Emily on the phone, but after I had ended my softball career, it was like kind of what I said, coming to terms with the end of my career and understanding that like, I'm going to have to pick myself up again because you're going to face real world. <laughs> and yeah. that is so hard, especially if you've only known softball your entire life. Um, and I kind of like what you'd mentioned, like, I was like, I'm going to be a coach. Like, you know, I was like, maybe yeah. I can coach. And so I started giving lessons just to kind of ease into it. And I remember when I was giving those lessons to those little girls, I ended up having a panic attack <laughs> in the middle of giving those lessons. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> you've played softball your whole life and you cannot throw this ball to this girl who's like 10. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that was a really big wake up call for me. Um, I started realizing that there was something wrong and um, I had been dealing with these emotions, gosh, uh, my whole entire career basically. And I didn't understand how wrong that was for me to not acknowledge it and lie to myself that like, Hey, like there is something wrong, Liz, it's okay. Like, so what ended up happening after um, that summer, I was also going through some stuff because I was getting married <laughs> and um, that was really stressful as well on top of um, everything else in life that was happening with the pandemic. I reached out to my school psychologist, um, shout out to Aubrey, she's amazing. <laughs> and um, she actually ended up connecting me to resources in Oklahoma. Um, that was the best she could do because, you know, there's like NCAA rules and stuff that are about that. But mm -hmm. I truly give 
everything in that moment to her because she helped me realize how to get help and how to go about it. And so when it happened, um, she reached out to a place in Norman that I ended up going to, and it was for a psychologist, just a counselor, just to talk because I've never truly opened up about my life to anybody. And, um, I told her a lot about what was going on, you know, currently in the past as an athlete and what I wanted to do and my future aspirations. But um, after that, she ended up recommending me to a psychiatrist. And um, I went and they told me that I had a, um, like a situational depression and it was a really deep one, but she gave me some medications and obviously the first ones didn't work out. But after a while, you know, they started to work a little bit, which was great, but thankfully I was able to come off of them. I know that some people are struggling and they, and they do need to take it for a longer period of time, which is totally normal and it's okay. Um, I think that after that moment, um, I realized how bad my anxiety truly was, um, and my depression. And, um, I, I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that it's okay to normalize talking about these things. Um, it's totally okay to talk about going and seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist for things. And it's not scary at all. It's actually one of the most relaxing experiences that I have ever had in my entire life. Um, and it was a relief. I felt like I could truly show who I am and not have to hide behind a perfect mask or be held to perfect expectations all the time. Um, and yeah, that, that, and here we are now, and I'm working for a hospital <laughs> and graduated with my master's. And I think that after collegiate athletics, it's important to understand that, you know, you need to, you need to make sure that you do what's best for you and get those resources and understand that it's okay to talk about everything because I'm sure somebody might be going through the same thing somewhere else too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm proud of you for doing what's best for you and finding out what you need to do for you. And that's just a huge step in itself is knowing what you need to do for yourself. So that's really great that you knew what to do for yourself and you got the help that you needed and now you're in a better place. So that's really awesome. To hear yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so with the career topic, did you ever consider being a full-time like team coach? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, love we that. talked about this a little bit. Before. <laughs> so, you know, honestly, with the anxiety and things that came with it, I just didn't think that that was probably going to be a best fit for me. I've honestly considered doing it in the future, but I'm trying to learn how to love the game again, I guess, basically. And and finding little things and small ways to give back to the softball community. Cause I feel like I do owe that to a girl. I don't want her to be alone in her struggles and in some ways that I was. And so maybe in the future, but as of right now, I truly want a family <laughs> and um, seeing what my coaches went through with the sacrifices that they make every day, it is really hard. And they are a special type of person to be doing what they're doing. Um, I give all props to them um, and the continued sacrifices they make, not only for us, but for their own sake and their family's sake, because they are gone every weekend with us and they're there with us. And so I don't know. I just think for right now, probably not, but maybe in the future we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lifestyle. And that's what I wanted to like, 
continue a conversation about in once an athlete is like, it's totally okay not to default to being a coach if you don't want yeah. to. Um, if you want to be a coach, do it, go all in, like, please be a coach. And like, that's awesome that you are giving back to the, the younger athletes. That's totally awesome. Um, but it's, it's not for everyone. If you don't want to be a coach, you really don't have to. Yes, I agree. And I think that at the end of the day, like you need to be okay with that decision. Like that's not your only career choice option that you have. <laughs> when yes, <you> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Next question is how did playing competitive softball shape who you are today? Um, I think that it shaped me into being a very strong person mentally. Um, I think that I went through a lot, as I mentioned earlier in, in softball and in life. And I think that that's going to help me in my healthcare career, healthcare career, uh, because I'm, I'm just truly giving back, you know, to those who truly need help. Uh, at the end of the day, whether it's with physical or mental even, which is, I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist or in the mental health field, but you'll have patients that will come up to you and ask you personal questions. And I think it's important that you learn to be real with them because you're talking to people um, who are getting cancer diagnoses or they have um, a broken spine or they are chronic pain medication management patients. And they need somebody to be very honest with them and real, but also caring. And so I think that my struggles that I went through have allowed me to be very empathetic and sympathetic towards people. And so, um, yeah, I think that's probably why I am in the field that I am in today um, and probably will continue to be. Um, if not, I'd like to work for nonprofit organizations as well. But yeah, I think that it's definitely something that, every athlete is going to go through. You're going to see your teammates struggle. You're going to see everybody around you, even the coaches. You could even see the coaches struggle, which I have seen. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human. And so I think it's important to remember through your experience as an athlete that you connect with people and check in on them and make sure that they're okay and let them know that they don't have to be perfect all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I, yeah, definitely all of that. I love it. Um, what was one of your favorite moments while competing? My favorite moment, I think, would probably have to be <laughs> my freshman year. Oh, my gosh. So we had gotten on the bus after a game, and one of my teammates had sent an old picture of one of our coaches, I believe. And everybody got it, and we all started giggling. And then my coach was like, what is going on back there? So she got us off the bus. Um, and then she literally took us to this room. Like, I think it was a conference room in the hotel. And she was like, everybody go get changed right now. We're going to do a workout and acted like we were in like this really big trouble for sending this picture of her, which it wasn't anything bad, but it was like a funny one. Okay. And so we ended up going to, <laughs> to the rooms and getting changed. And we're all freaking out at this point. We're like, oh my gosh, we're going to get in so much trouble. And so we ended up in this in this room in the conference room in a hotel and she's like all right start doing this workout and we all started doing it and then she looks at the and coach Stan and ends up looking at the other coaches and she starts laughing and we're all like what the heck is going on she starts cracking up the coaches start cracking up and every girl in there is like we are thinking we're gonna die and <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the way, and everybody just starts looking at each other and laughing and coach Stanton just 
belts out laughing and she just gosh I'll never forget that moment because I think what I loved so much about her was that she was so serious about winning games but she truly took care of us as players and made us laugh and I I would wish that for every player in college I hope that you find a coach that makes you laugh and truly fall in love with you know, the game and being with your teammates and those crazy moments that you think everything is going to go off the rails, but you have those people to rely on and laugh and enjoy the moment in is so random, but <laughs> that was Oh my probably, gosh, that's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> probably one of my favorite moments is almost getting completely in trouble and feeling like you're going to die from a workout to absolute laughter at the end of it and understanding that, you know, it's okay to have a laugh in serious moments. <laughs> You guys got pranked by your coaches. <laughs> yes, like big That's time. Great. I did not even see that coming at all. Nobody did. They're all like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can imagine. That's that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh next question is if you could go back and ask your former self or a former player a question or tell your tell yourself or that person anything, what would it be? Um, I think I would ask, are the decisions that you are making now best for yourself, for your true self, basically? And the reason why I ask that is because at the end of the day, I would tell them, you know, you have to take care of yourself and you can't try to please others. Um, No matter how much you want that attention, you want, everybody wants to be great. Everybody at that level or any level, honestly, wants to be good. And the attention that comes with that builds up your self-confidence but what truly matters at the end of the day is is you and are you okay with that attention and wanting more and are you okay with failing and not succeeding are you okay with walking off of the field and understanding that you probably saved yourself and your mental health um you have to focus on you and I know that there's a lot of sayings out there that are like you should put forth so much effort for your team and you need to be here for your team. That is true, but you can't be there for your team if you're not there for yourself. Yes. And I think that needs to be preached more over the team um, in some ways. Um, Because yeah, like I said, if you, if you can't show up for your team, it's because that's probably something that you have to discover within yourself and get over that mental block with yourself. And it's okay to truly take mental health days and take days off and tell and be open with your coaches, be open with your teammates. It's, it's definitely okay because they could help you. And I wish that I would have um, opened up more to some of my teammates, especially after, you know, everything that's been going on in the world right now with um, our athletes. I, I wish that I would have opened up more and that's probably the advice I would give to my teammates or college athletes right now. So (laughs) Yeah, something in that we had in Tulsa in place was we had like a priority um like acknowledgement mm-hmm. and it was always like from the very beginning of when I went to Tulsa it was always known um that we know that everyone's priorities are going to be God, family and school in that order. So really like that was basically us just, us just saying like take care of yourself first. Yeah. And then the team is next. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's not preached enough, honestly. Um, It's always like, what are you going to sacrifice for your team? Like, what are you going to do this for your team? But they never talk about, okay, uh, well, I think the tides are shifting now, honestly, Emily, with everything that's happening. But 
Um, I think that there needs to be more of an emphasis on what are you going to do to take care of yourself so then you can contribute to your team. It's kind of like a glass full of water. If you only have so much left, you need to spend that on yourself. And if you spend it on somebody else, you have nothing left. Yeah. So, so with that, what advice would you give to someone who's recently done playing a sport? I would say that, um, I think that it's important to slow down and take your time, um, reflect on what is happening, um, reflect on what did happen and understand that you're doing your best. Um, I think that you, you are your best advocate for yourself. It's hard. You're, you're in a world that's probably foreign to you a little bit. Um, but it's okay to understand yourself that you're going to only learn from here. So you're learning a whole new set of skills. <laughs> probably you can apply some of the game to real life, but not all of it. And, you know, try new things, get out there, go try a new job, even try a new career field. Even if you got a degree that you don't feel like you should have gotten, go try something else. And it's totally okay to, you know, fail forward. That's my advice for yeah. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Um, you've done a lot of things in your game, like such as trying new hard things, joining new teams. There, there's always every single year in your in your college team, it's a new team. Um, mm-hmm. So trying new things, it's something you've done before. Go do it in something else. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's currently playing a sport? Currently, I would say um, make sure that you form connections with your teammates. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I would make sure that everybody is heard and understood and loved because you really don't know what somebody is going through, um, no matter how well you think you know them. Um, I think it's important for you to be a light to people. Uh, It's hard to stay positive whenever there's so much negativity but just make sure that you connect with those people so that others don't feel alone. Um, that's probably my best advice. And if you don't feel like you're going the right way, then <laughs> turn around and go the other. <laughs> and, yeah. and if you feel like you're not in the right place, if you're not at the right school and you're not doing the right degree, it's okay to honestly, it's okay to quit. <laughs> if it's not right for you, it's okay. Like that's, Nobody's going to judge you for making decisions for yourself. That's what I would tell somebody in college right now. Um, Do you have anything else to add? Uh, No, I think that was it. I really appreciate you for letting me come on here. This is an awesome idea and very thankful to connect with an Oklahoman. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.